First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. I got into that yesterday afternoon, and then I didn't get home until late because I was doing another. I'm telling you, I can't. The interest there is about Herkimer Diamonds around the country. Oh, yeah. Is I, I was doing another one of those nationwide broadcasts last night and watching the Herkimer Diamonds just watching the counter and all. Nope. Nope. Sold out. That is awesome. It's unbelievable. Good for them, Dr. Shavak. That's uh, awesome. And uh, anyway, so I, I didn't get home until late. When I saw the email, I responded and said, yes, we are we are good um, tomorrow morning. Uh, but I, I didn't respond to them until later. Well, they're up at all hours you know, patrolling airwaves. I believe. And- I believe. And, 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 who, and on this all caused by John uh, from Bridgewater. <laughs> Thanks, John. It's terrible. Peta very very upset. John was going to kill the skunk. What's the what's the most local <clears throat> chapter that we have? Or the closest chapter is it I don't know. Some Utica, must, Syracuse. Someone must have reported this. I don't think they listen every morning. Well, from from the sounds of our email we received, uh, somebody was listening. I'll read the email coming up, and uh, <laughs> we'll speak with them. And what they're saying is they have ideas and ways for you to get rid of a skunk, but please do not shoot the skunk with a paintball gun. Okay. Didn't John just indicate he was going to shoot? Tor- no, he was going to shoot it. Never mind. He was going to uh, shoot it, and then Paul, who was going to give him the paintball gun. You remember how this whole thing unfolded? Mm-hmm. Paul, who was going to give him the paintball gun, said, wait a minute. If you're going to shoot him, I don't, I'm not going to give you the gun now. Well, and it all ended well, as Peter said, and, and, and uh, uh, I will read the email. Didn't Our- somebody offer to remove the skunk yes, uh, yes, with no yes. shooting involved? Yeah. And Just I a said, blanket over a cage or something? I, I said um, you put it into a cage and then you can relocate it. That would work. And that's what Paul said he would do. Our ears were burning during yesterday's chat with John, the caller with a skunk in his yard, so we couldn't resist dropping you a, a line to say how delighted we were to hear you and Paul, the caller with the paintball gun. God bless these people because they have this story down. Uh, steer him away from shooting the skunk. We're glad that cooler heads and kinder hearts prevailed. In case you hear from John again, John, if you're out there, um, you might want to give us a call. I've, I've got some uh, scolding to do. Uh, and to help with uh, any groundhogs or other unwanted visitors who are popping up in your own yards, you're welcome to check out PETA's tips on living in harmony with wildlife. Removing animals via violence never, ever works. So there you go. Well, say that last part again. Removing animals via violence never works. Uh, actually, I think it does, but um, not for them. It depends on your definition of works, I think. You're right. You're absolutely right. Animals, humans, living in perfect harmony. We can live in harmony. Um for example, if food is still available, whether in trash cans, dog dishes, or bird feeders, after all, a skunk doesn't know that the food isn't for him. Oh, right. So the first stop is to remove food sources. Just taking bird feeders in, uh, in at night could encourage John's striped neighbor to look somewhere else for his midnight snack. <laughs> Another way to deter small animals, such as groundhogs, from me, we call them woodchucks up here. Uh, from the uh, from making themselves at home is to set up uh, effigies of predators 
electronic sound repellents like the yard guard or motion-activated sprinklers, if the yard isn't appealing, they'll move along, and that is the key. I like that idea. I've had, uh, this year we've had, um, uh, like my wife had planted all of these tulips in the front of the house, mm-hmm. all eaten by something. I think our neighbor's sneaking over and is making like salad or something. <laughs> That's where he's looking for his midnight <laughs> snack. Yeah. Your so, tulips. Um, uh, we hope this helps. And if you'd like any further information about this or any other animal issue, please do not hesitate to contact us. And uh, I had reached out and said, sure, if you'd like to have someone come on and chat with us, we'll, uh, we'd, we'd be glad to do it. And, uh, oh, Andrew, it sounds like you've confirmed this, right? Uh, it was on the sheet. Okay. Okay. So maybe you, you confirmed it. I, moved, I guess I, I didn't. Professor I, I guess I didn't think I put her name on the sheet, but maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. Look what you've started. Hi, John. He's stunned. Okay. He's... Really, Bill? Stand by. I've got a. a I never. All the buttons the board, are all screwed up here on the thing here. That one's in. This one's out. Okay. All right. Good morning. Bill, really? Yeah. All yeah. this. Caused by you. Yeah, you. I probably would have never shot the skunk anyways with the paintball. You don't think so? Number two, my wife probably would have never let me. That's probably true. And number three, the feeders go into a locked um, bin every night. So. Oh, they do. So you put the feeders away at night. My wife puts them away at night. Wow. Wow. Well, that's her. That's not you. You know what I'm saying? Get up there that high. You still need to be Uh educated, John. That's right. Come yeah. on, give me a break. He's involved now. I, I, I it amazed it because this is the um, it, it is the national chapter, and they knew all about had the full interview. They knew everything you had said. Well, it, it started out as a joke. Even Paul don't won't know. even give me the paintball. You don't now. joke about animal abuse. <laughs> well, what was the uh, what's the movie by uh, the Bill Murray movie too, where he's trying Caddyshack. to kill Caddyshack? That's another bad one. Actually, oh I think gosh. it was the uh, the Bridgewater chapter of PETA was actually. Uh, it might have been, yeah. <laughs> They're opening up shop next door. That's right. Well, John, have you learned from this experience? Yes, I have. All right. Hey, okay. how, about, how about this, though? How come the skunk can squirt my dog, but I can't get revenge at the, after the, at the skunk? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't have the answer to that. I believe the dog is just, at, or the skunk is just acting out of its own natural uh, uh, reaction. Well, we're going to have to bring in a mediator to sit down and talk with the dog and the skunk. We might have to. (laughs) Tell tell Peter to meet me at my house. All right. Okay. I hope you're not planning any threats here. No, I'm not. All right. Oh, my God. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. The people for the the, the the ethical ethical treatment treatment of people will be or PETA, yeah. PEPA? Yeah, PEPA. Uh, So Wayne says uh, (laughs) John only said he was going to shoot it in the butt. He didn't say he was going to. He did. I don't think, uh, but even they say that is not uh, is not proper, and we'll we'll get well, the full official. That you do, though is not proper according to them. We'll uh, get other the, than turn on the sprinkler. Uh, Kristen Rickman is the person we're going to be speaking with. <clears throat> she is the spokesperson for uh, PETA on this type of uh, issue. Listen, I um, I've heard all sorts of stories on how you can kill a uh, skunk, but I do believe that is against the law. Killing a skunk? I think so. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're... I think they're almost protected or something. Uh, but I guess it'd be more than almost, I'm not it? encouraging anybody to, to kill any animals. I'm, I'm not. I just... Uh... I had uh, I had people say, you, you get them, and then you put, put the cage in water, and you drown them. You, uh, you use... Uh, there's an antifreeze thing that is very horrible. Uh, all of these uh, ways that you would, uh, you would kill the, the skunk, 
when uh, when I had the problem, I would just relocate them. And by the way, I think that is against uh, the law. Really? I, don't, I think you're supposed no, to call in. An, I, it is. Is to take a skunk and relocate it to another location. I believe is against the law. You know, you're going to turn me into PETA because when you say the antifreeze thing and the drowning, I'm not for that. I'm not I for. I had a, a visit from the animal control officer when we relocated. Uh, I was told that I could be arrested for that. Did the skunk call the I officer? I believe so. It was the skunk that turned me in. How did you know? How did they know? Uh, the skunk must have. Well, how did they know? I was talking about it on the radio. We did the whole thing on the radio. That's where I got the advice. If you cover the cage. The skunk won't spray you. And literally, I swear to God, we put it in my father's pickup truck because I wasn't putting it in my car. And it never sprayed. It never sprayed. All the whole ride into the, uh, into the rural area, it never, uh, it never sprayed. Incredibly. Is, that con- that's, is what you did considered unethical? I believe so. We'll find out at 7 o'clock when PETA continues the uh, conversation with me. Uh, Rachel Sutherland standing by. The president is uh, is back on the road again, like Willie, this time in Michigan. And he is pitching the infrastructure uh, plan, which is a big one. Um, Rachel, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, Actually, the president took that trip to Dearborn, Michigan yesterday. I was with him, uh, and uh, it was an interesting site there at the Ford a plant where they're building electric Model. They had a prototype of a of a pickup truck, uh, a Ford F one ten, Ford one fifty. I, I don't know. It's I mean, a, it's, the F one fifty is the popular that's one. It? Yeah, that's yeah. It. I'm not a car person. Well, but, listen. Uh, if I had not had a sunk in my backyard, I wouldn't have known this, uh, so, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was yesterday. Okay. Well, yeah. that's hats off to you because I wouldn't go anywhere near. Sunk. I know. But, Trust me. Um, so <laughs> the president. Uh, toward this plant and uh, spoke about he believes that China is is leaving us in the dust when it comes to green energy and electrified vehicles. Maybe so, but there's a lot of questions about this because, uh, you know, the president's pitching, uh, uh, installing a half a million electric charging stations across the United States on the taxpayer dime. Um, The question is, should the taxpayers be paying for it or should it be uh, a public-private partnership? Shouldn't uh, the question is, shouldn't uh, companies like Ford and the others that are building these right. uh, cars put part of the bill? Uh, but the president is saying that China is uh, surpassing us, and we need to catch up on green energy. You know, I, I've watched this uh, this batter, these battery-operated uh, devices completely change over the years. It's really it's so interesting. Like, even, you know, um, years ago, if you got a, a battery-operated drill, You'd uh, you say, well, you know, you wouldn't use that for anything heavy duty because it just doesn't have the power. Yet today, uh, I've, I have like a a weed eater that is uh, battery operated. It lasts for a good half an hour. I can do my entire yard with it. Yeah, actually, um, the mister, my husband, just bought one of those electric uh, gas, uh, electric uh, mowers. Uh, and electric mowers are, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does the trick. It'll do your whole yard, and um, and and then of course w- the fact that you can now power an F one fifty, which is a, a large pickup truck, um, yeah. that really isn't it's it's incredible. But, but you're question, but, yeah. but how much is it going to cost? You're right. Uh, yeah. These things like and it's not going to be like Tesla, but can the average American afford mm-hmm. it? I think yeah. it's going to run somewhere around fifty thousand dollars. And then the other part of this, I, I do wonder, you have an entire industry that we are attempting to replace 
It's, this is kind of like the coal story, although, like it or not, coal is kind of making its way all on its all naturally a natural progression. The, uh, and I do understand that cars are only a small part of the oil industry. Oil is used for a, a lot, which will not be uh, eliminated. But the reality is, if there's now a job decrease in the oil industry, I guess we want those people to move over to the electronic industry. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what the uh, White House is, is proposing. But it's not only that. It's more uh, these companies are embracing it themselves. I mean, if Ford uh, is is pushing this and other, like the, the, the foreign automakers are definitely pushing it and have said we're going to be rolling out some 15 models, uh, and that got bored. Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do this too. Yeah. yeah. Then, then, then it'll be uh, industry driven and consumer driven rather than pushed by the government. It, it's, it's really. I think that's where it is. I mean, the president can go out and drive as many, you know, as much of cars as he wants. Right. Right. It certainly bought Ford a lot of publicity. Uh, but it's it's going to be consumer driven. Will people make the switch? Yeah. And how yeah. long will it take them to make it? And and can they afford it? Really. Uh, that's the question. Yeah, uh, very interesting. All right, Rachel, thank you so much. Have a wonderful thank day. Uh, Rachel Sutherland with Fox News. Uh, you see a lot more of these uh, these vehicles on the road. Yeah, I'm... I Whether they're wanna... a combination or the whole electric electric uh, vehicle. Yeah, it would be great if we could uh, get the the technology and then it worked and then it lasted and you could go, I don't know, how far could you go? It's a full tank, 350 miles, something like that? Uh, whatever the yeah. equivalent of a quote full tank yeah. yeah the only thing is so if like if you're traveling down to I new york know, let's say yeah and back in the same day how how long would it take to sit at a charging station i think they charge rather i think they're rapid uh rapid charges right when you're down to in the 10 city, minutes same I, I have no idea what it is when you're uh, down someone in the with city, a tesla would would know when you're down in this there's likely charging stations all over the place so it is but how long get the, there the, the the question is you're you have the beauty of of taking ten minutes to pull into the gas station, fill your tank, go in and grab something to drink, and get back in your car You're and on your take way. off. Um, how long does it take to completely fully recharge your your car? And how long before we start having the hood of your vehicle, the roof of your vehicle, serve as a solar um, oh, a, a solar panel on your vehicle? Well, I mean, what? It's sitting out in the sun all day. To Andrew, me, Andrew, makes, to Andrew you act as if this is great. Now they're going to be, <laughs> this is terrible. How, before we know it, they'll be doing windmills on the cars. Yeah. Listen, if can you imagine, though, never having to stop and charge your vehicle? Right. Just using the sunlight to do it, and it just continues to go. I do think that that's probably some of, in some way, it's the future. Yeah. Look, oh, great. Who, great. Great. Now they're doing solar power. <laughs> great. This is so stupid. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and, and that's, I think, where oh, part of this God. idea comes into play for, this is going back a few years, but the idea of you don't pay because gasoline would be gone. You don't pay a, uh, a gas tax. You pay a, a user tax Correct. on the road. Yeah, they're that, gonna, they're, there'll be a way to get, get your, uh, your money. I mean, oh, your licensing you. will go up or who knows what. Those solar they'll panels are expensive, and Great. you know, and <laughs> and even those right now, all of the because of incentive, all of these electronic electric stations are free. You plug in. I don't think you pay, do you? Mm, I don't think so. I think you just plug in, and uh, but I think that will go away as well as more people are are doing this. But I see more Teslas 
on the road in our area. It's like when they got so, rid of the free air at gas stations. They make just, then they start right. charging the, you 75 yeah. cents. You're right. There are you're places, right. though, that have uh, free air still. I think uh, Kenny Drug is one. And you might kind of see something like that occur uh, going forward. But electro- electricity is not free. So at some point, they're going to have to start charging. Uh, if you drive a Tesla, call us and let us know. I want to know how long it takes to, to we charge We had to, if car. you remember, it would have been maybe six years ago, seven, mm-hmm. just when Tesla was brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a guy come come into the studio. He had just and done a cross country trip. Parked in the uh, parking lot, waited for us. We went out, we got in the vehicle, and and he took off and drove us around. It was really an amazing. Uh, I mean, it was it zero was to sixty pretty darn fast. <clears throat> had a full blown tablet in the. In the yeah, console, yeah. Like, like an iPad, iPad right yeah. up, uh, right up front. So it was a really cool looking vehicle. Um, what, did, did he raced or something? It was to Florida, right? It wasn't cross country. Mm, it was more north I south. Think he, uh, either either way, uh, that was Florida. when there weren't as many of the electric charging stations. But you knew uh, if you were a Tesla driver, you knew where they were and how to maneuver to them. And and do you have those in your at your home? I guess everybody would have one at home, maybe. Is that the uh, the answer? Then you then you're paying for your own electricity. I don't know. Anyway, all interesting uh, interesting stuff. Present, yes, uh, just yeah. That's an interesting thought too. And again, that's a major inconvenience. You have to have your own, basically your own gas station at your house, your own charging station. I guess, but if it's you know if it's. I, I think it's not just plug it in. You don't just like plug it into a wall. It's I think that's probably oh, what okay, it would be okay. like. Remember, yeah. there was that's somebody that used deal. to work here that would really plug his electric car into. He, there'd be an extension cord running out of the window or whatever. We, we can't open windows here, but it would be right plugged into the building here. Who was that? There was someone that. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mike says when Biden is not saying what Biden is not saying about electric vehicles is yeah. that it will. Uh, it will be a net job loss to the UAW. It's much easier to assemble with much less parts and an electric uh, vehicle rather than an internal combustion vehicle where it takes a lot more to uh, to build that vehicle. Very interesting. And you'll see places like Cree play a big role in all of that. Um, a, a lot of what they do winds up in, 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 a, uh, in a vehicle. It's really incredible. Yeah. And there was another Belt story out now. yesterday about the incredible, horrible shortage we have in, in, uh, in chips. Uh, so it, it, it makes you wonder, will you see Cree ramp up what they had originally planned because of the huge shortage worldwide in these, uh, in these chips? Pretty incredible. Paul is on the line right now, and uh, we call him the instigator. Uh, with PETA, and is it the same Paul? This is not the same Okay, Paul. sorry, different Paul. Paul in New Hartford, good morning. Morning, how are you? Good, sir, what's going on? Uh, the Tesla questions. I yes. Guess. Can, do yeah, you, do I, you I have a, one? I had a past garage sale, and I had a lady that came that had a brand new uh, Tesla, and she was telling me all about it. Okay. Yeah, so, it takes two hours to fully uh, charge the car. Wow. She had the station. Uh, the, um, if you use one of the stations to charge your car, like they got out in front of T hands, or you got to use your credit card. She said, "Oh, so you now do have to pay for it." Yeah, you got to pay for it. Okay, how yeah. much did she say? Uh, that she didn't tell me. Okay, you walk up to the um, to the charging station and, and say, "Fill her up." The thing uh, hooked up to her house. Okay, so she does. You got to pay the electric electrician to do it. It costs her three hundred bucks. Okay, all right. And then you're uh, and then you're charging at home. So the more you yeah, charge you at home, yeah, you charge at home overnight. Yeah, and uh, fully charged. Like she went to Albany, and then when she got to Albany, it said 
come up on the screen. Uh, you got 120 miles, and then you got to recharge the car. Or something oh, okay, like that. all right. So uh, about about two hours to fully recharge. That's what she told me. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so you could do like uh, you know, like I'll do if I see the gas price is too high, I'll be like, I'm putting in three gallons or something. Right. So you could put a partial charge together, it and then it tells you. Yeah, it'll, it'll tell you. Okay. It'll say like you you've been charging it for ten minutes or twenty minutes. We it well, tells you how, well, how long you got to go, stuff like that. It's when like I, right on the screen. When I was a kid, there was a guy that used to. I guess he used to be the 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 head, the uh, the head mechanic at at Montgomery Ward, and then he opened his own place up in Cedarville, New York, in Cedarville, <laughs> down uh, just a little ways south of uh, Ilion. And uh, Shorty was his uh, was his name. He was the most awesome mechanic. But I could imagine if he were here today, driving in with a Tesla and opening up the 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 hood. I guess it'd be the trunk where the battery is, right? Right. And and having him look inside there for the carburetor, right? It would be like, yeah. I mean, you think we have a tough time working on our vehicles today? Wait till we're all driving electric vehicles. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different because. She had these four things on the on the fenders of the car. Yeah, and I go with fenders in the front and the back of the car. And I asked her what those things were. There, they look like little grills mm-hmm. decorations. She said, "No, those are all cameras." Oh, they're cameras! Wow. Yeah. And, and what they do you run. what what when Paul? What was your take on on her? Does she she probably loves it, right? Uh, well, actually, it was her husband's car. Okay. What did, yeah, did... The, only, the only reason he bought it? He has a bad uh, hip. Okay. He's had operations; they can't fix them right, and they had BMWs, Cadillacs. He couldn't uh, he couldn't reach the pedals anymore to drive the car. Oh, that's interesting. That's the only reason he bought this car. Yeah, they shipped it into him from California, and uh, wow, he can drive the car now because his feet can't reach it. All right, How, where's the pedal? Uh, how do you make it go? The car? Yeah, goes by it goes by itself. The one she had was a line model. So most expensive one, I guess. Oh, okay, so there must have been another way to trigger the uh, the, the gas pedal, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it senses, it senses uh, how far his foot is away from the pedal. Oh, my God, that's crazy. All right, uh, it interesting. It sound good to me. But no, that's, that's a little, you know, you worry about, it's like everything else. Uh, your washer, your dryer, your refrigerator, the more electronics they put into these, as, yeah. my, uh, as my repair guy says, the more you'll need me. Yeah. Or the more the you'll need to throw it out and start the batteries over. are like the batteries are three thousand dollars she said yeah wow, okay, interesting all right, well, yeah. it's the future all right, Paul, thanks for the education here okay, no here, problem here. have a good day guys a okay. couple things to add on to that Thank uh you. Ed in Syrac- Syracuse says uh forty five minutes for a rapid charge okay, all right also Roger says uh some key takeaway he sent me this. the Tesla Model X costs about fifteen dollars and twenty nine cents to fully charge which comes out to four and a half cents a mile. It will cost around $7.65 to charge the Tesla Model 3. Depending on the variant, that's between three and four cents a mile. So we also had somebody say a home charge from your you know your regular power at home. Uh, this is from somebody who knows a Tesla owner, four to five hours, supercharger, you can do it in less than an hour. But here's the thing. You run out of gas, you go and get a, you go and get uh, a gas tank, you fill it up, you walk down the street or you call AAA. What do you do when you run out of charge with your tesla you got to bring another tesla in well you you to, you, to jump it do you, i mean think about this you run an extension cord from the nearest window well it'd be, <laughs> I mean, it, what do you do it probably will be a lot easier to get a charge once everybody's once in, in another 15 years when right 
you know, everybody's going to have these little charges. Triple A will have a little pack. They'll just yeah. Plug or you it might in carry a little uh, like I know when my iPhone goes dead, I've got a little pocket charger that right. I carry with me. You plug the thing in, you're back up and running. So, oh great! Yeah, oh great! This is what we're going to do. You want to get a charge? Let's get a charge out of Tanya Powers uh, here this morning, and here she is. My transition, uh, which was way uh, weak, I understand, but. Uh, good morning, Tanya J. Powers. Good morning. How Speak- are you? Good. Speaking of getting a charge, here's a decent transition right here. Uh, and a very charged passenger on an airline got the shock of his or her life. Am I right there, Tanya? Um, you're you're very close. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, there was no taser involved. However, okay. um, you kind of got to wonder if if maybe they just didn't have one handy. That's right. Uh, and that may be the only reason. This uh, And we're talking about the FAA, uh, of, uh, the uh, fines that they've handed out. One of them is huge. It's $52,500 against one passenger. Wow. This was on a Delta flight a couple of days before Christmas last year uh, from Honolulu to Seattle. And the FAA says this guy tried to open the cockpit door. Oh, my God. Uh, which is obviously a no-no, repeatedly refused to comply with crew members' instructions, hit a flight attendant in the face, pushed him down to the floor. Um, Then it took the flight attendant, as well as another passenger, um, to put plastic handcuffs on this guy. Then he got out of those, apparently, and hit the the flight attendant in the face again. Um, The police, obviously, uh, boarded the aircraft and and gave him a special escort off once uh, I'll bet, yeah. Well, I hope he um, also got some uh, jail time for yeah, that. Seriously. That's, uh seriously. Assault and trying to, I mean, he, he could have uh, put, he could have grounded the plane or sent it into the ground. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, I can only imagine what it was like for the rest of those passengers. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, there was also a flight uh, that was on, it was a Southwest flight from Phoenix to Chicago that a passenger was fined $27,000 for uh his behavior, yelling and forcefully banging his hands on the seat in front of him. Um, he disturbed the passengers nearby, obviously. And then he yelled that he was going to kill someone and that he had a bomb and was going to blow up the aircraft. Yeah, that um, is something you don't want to say anywhere near an airport or on an airplane. They uh, they take no. that very seriously. Yeah. yeah, the captain diverted the flight to Oklahoma City, and again, was uh, this person was given a special escort off. And then you have a couple in February that happened in on te- separate dates, both of them originated from Fort Lauderdale. Um, one of them was an $18,500 fine against a passenger that not only brought his own personal alcohol on the flight, <laughs> but drank it after he was told, you're not supposed to do that, Yeah, uh, kept on. They also told him, look, you've got to wear your face mask over your mouth and nose unless you're eating or drinking. He just was not having that either, continually kept removing it, wore it improperly. Um, and then same kind of thing with this woman on an Allegiant flight. Uh, she got fined nine thousand dollars because of face mask issues. Not just face mask issues, um, but she was rolling her eyes. She wouldn't put it on. The face. The uh, flight attendant said, "You got to put on your face covering." Then she put it on without bothering to cover her mouth or nose and cursed at the flight attendant. Um, at one point, she got in the face of the flight attendant without wearing her mask over her mouth and nose and screamed at the flight attendant. Mm. Um, yeah, so that one was the $9,000. Oh, she fine. was, she was fined $9,000 for that. Wow. I, I will say that when you're on an airplane, anything like that that's unruly, it is, it's a little nerve wracking. It's scary because oh, you're, yeah. you're flying through the air. 
and you're you're in a very small, basically a small compartment. You kind of worry that it's going to escalate to the point that it's going to cause real trouble to everybody else. Yeah, so I mean, I'm okay with these fines. Nail them you know, pretty hard. The the flight attendants are not there to serve you pretzels and coke. They are there to keep you safe. And right. That's you know, and if you, I mean, it is. It's like the the FAA released a statement in their in their press uh, information about all of these these cases, and you know reiterates the fact that you know federal law prohibits interfering with air fa- aircraft crew or assaulting or threatening to physically assault aircraft crew or anyone else on an airplane uh, an aircraft. So, you know, this is not just you know, hey, be nice to your flight attendant. Yeah, it yeah. is that's against the law not to. So okay. You know. Is there a court or a hearing they can go to to appeal? Um, from what I understand on this this information from the FAA, they have the passengers have thirty days after getting the enforcement letter to respond. Um, now, what happens after that is a, is a good question. I'm not yeah. really sure yeah. what path this takes. All right. My second um, thought is more of a statement. You know, you said uh, you're all for them getting fined. Yeah, I mean, it, if they're because uh, it costs. I mean, when you have to divert the plane and land somewhere else. It's and, a, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of imagine what that costs the airline. There should be, I, I think, there should be a penalty. But in addition to the financial penalty, I mean, what is your thought on? Why don't we just tell these people you've you've lost your privilege you've, to fly yeah, in an airplane? I, I think that probably comes with this, Tanya. Right? I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I've I'm heard not sure. people that's, are that's banned banned for life from uh, from Apparently flying. Apparently, yeah. these cases have gone just skyrocketed. Um, yeah. One of the numbers that I was reading was the FAA says they've had like 1,300 of these unruly passenger incidents since February the 1st. Um, hmm. And, I mean, I, that sounds like fun to fly on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a problem. I don't know what's going on, but, the, uh, but there are certain people that have gone off the deep end during this whole uh, pandemic. It's been and, three months. Uh, and, they're, and, and they've become crazy on the ground and in the air. It's just nuts. Uh, okay, Tanya, interesting stuff. Just uh, the, I guess the lesson is behave on the airplane. Yeah, and remember, you still got to wear a face mask on public transportation. Uh, that is uh, that is true, and that includes airplanes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. good stuff. Thank you, Tanya Powers. We sure. appreciate it. Have sure. a wonderful day, Tanya J. Powers, uh, right there from Fox News. Yeah, I'm I'm all for you know the fine is one thing. I should I I would say you make them pay the fine in order to get their privilege back because these people aren't coming up with nine thousand dollars, fifty two thousand dollars to pay I'm this a, fine. Yeah, can I, I, I would say the average person is just going to go. You know what? I'm just never going to fly again. Can I tell you that uh, when I was younger, um, and we'd be going off to like spring break, um, we once went to Venezuela for spring break. I was still in college. And we were all partying before we got on that plane, mm-hmm. and everybody screwing around, and it was rowdy, and it was it was pretty crazy. And I remember getting yelled at by flight attendants, and not really paying all that much uh, attention. Like it, it it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Whereas today, and, and really since nine eleven, uh, you even uh, utter a, a a bad thing and start misbehaving, you're going to find yourself zip tied to the seat. And and you'll face one of these fines. It's uh, there's no screwing around right now, and I guess I'm okay with that. So am I. And the other guy saying that uh, what he was trying to get in the cockpit. Tanya was saying the guy was trying to get in, in the con- the cockpit. Yeah, which is like, hello, wh- yeah. why would you yeah. want to be in there? 
Uh, can't be anything good, right? Uh, let's uh, switch gears and head over to Ilian, where Mitch is standing by. Uh, what are we talking about, Mitch? Uh, Village of Ilian Fire Department and the investigation about the uh, chief and the deputy fire chief. Boy, that is a mess right now. Yeah, uh, today's uh, Times-Telegram has an article by, and I know you know her, Donna Thompson, mm-hmm. saying basically the investigation is going on, and any time uh, a news reporter or anyone asks what's going on, they get the response, no comment. They fought the papers. The papers filed FOIL requests to get uh, the exact charges against uh, the chief. Yeah, and the how, how, is it that, how is and, it that after, uh, I mean, I'm, and I know Chuck Lester usually listens at this time of the uh, day, but how is it that this is all going on and we still don't know what happened to these, what the charge is against these firefighters? You're right. And Andy Brindisi has been, uh, I believe, hired by uh, the chief uh, to uh, say, hey, you just can't put him on administrative leave unless you uh, say the reason. And, and so far I, he hasn't even got it. So I'm not sure I, if he was hired by the, uh, was, the editor saying, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to keep stalling like this and, and not being uh, in stonewalling, then maybe you have to go to the attorney general of the state of New York, Letitia James, and say, hey, you know, they're not they're not complying with the law here. Yeah. Uh, I'm right. not sure it's the chief. Is it the deputy chief that hired Brindisi, I, I think? Or the one who suspected I believe it, right? so. Mr. Well, his uh, name is in the paper, so it's not, a, it's not a secret. His name is Mike Conover. Uh, yeah, Conover. The chief was, of course, Tom so, Patterson. Here's the letter that uh, that we had posted uh, that was sent to uh, the village of Ilian to Lamica and the village board of trustees. Uh, as you know, Mr. Conover has had an exemplary career as a firefighter with the village of Ilian that has lasted over two decades, uh, received numerous accommodations, and is the longest-serving ALS provider in the department. In addition, Mr. Conover runs the monthly training program for career and volunteer firefighters, and it goes on about his achievements. Despite his long and distinguished career, Brindisi writes, you as mayor and the Village Board of Trustees have wrongly placed him on administrative leave without explanation as to what law, policy, or procedure he has violated. And I believe to this day um, they still are completely unaware of what the official charge is, why this has happened to them. So, yeah, No, you're right. You're right in uh, everything that... Uh uh, Mr. Brindisi has said in his letter, and the article today basically says there's no new news to report because every time we ask for something, we get the comment, uh, no comment, no comment. Uh, and I think that uh, please provide me with copies of any written notifications, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think he had given them a, a deadline uh, of seven days. So maybe we'll reach out to Brindisi today and find out um, if they came through. Uh, but he said, um, this letter is further no- to notify you the opportunity to mitigate a potential punitive damage claim against you if there is a full, if there, unless there's a full retraction of any of the defamatory uh, statements that were made against Michael Conover uh, to news agencies and other outlets, including social media, within seven days from the date of this letter. And I can tell you that we have not received any such communication. Well, what is the date of the letter? The date goes back to March 30th. Okay, that's so, what I thought. So the yeah. seven days is long gone. I would say, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah, find so out. If you can get a hold of uh, Anthony Brindisi and okay. say, gee, uh, what's the current status? 
that might give us a little more information than what uh, the newspapers come up with. All right. Thank you for the advice, Mitch. We appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Have a great Bill. day. Have a good day. Okay. Stay safe. Yeah, you do Take the same. care, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Make sure. I'm going to write that down. When he comes on, we're going to say, G, uh, what's the current status? Uh, we appreciate uh, that advice from uh, from Mitch. And you notice how he said at the end there, stay safe. It does seem to be the way we're ending our conversations these days, right? Stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you stay, stay safe. safe I'm going to start there. telling people to be unruly. I was reading, um, that, you know, in Buffalo, the way they, uh, they finish it, they don't say stay safe. They say go Bills. Oh, yeah. That's how every conversation in Buffalo ends. Go Bills. That's pretty cool. I think I've done that a few times. Go Bills. What do you want, a large pepperoni? Yeah, what's his address? All right, go Bills. That's how it ends. Be there in 25 (laughs) minutes. That's how it ends. That's what they tell (laughs) us. Uh, Okay, well, there you go. So that that story, the fact that there is no um, resolution there just makes me very much wonder, and I know it's still going on. I spoke with somebody just the other day. It is still still going on uh, with zero resolution at some point i know it's a personnel it could be considered a personnel issue but at some point they've got to either make him aware at least make him aware of what the reason is that he's not there anymore there right? is in my uh i'm no attorney although some think i think i am does that make sense <laughs> yes uh I, I would think that informing the person who is being accused would be pretty essential right i mean for if there's no Rules or regulations you're breaking or no, you know, privacy rules by informing the person who's being accused. Exactly. Uh, I think they should know.